0: Welcome to Money Mondays, powered by the Joseph Business School, where we bring you up-to-date money news for your personal finances and businesses. I am your host, Jill Thompson. May is National Inventors Month. Do you have an invention on the inside of you? By the end of today's show, your answer will surely be yes. Did you know the air conditioning unit was created by Frederick M. Jones? the clothes dryer by George T. Sampson, and the fire extinguisher by Thomas Marshall. On today's show, we want to show you and tell you how one man's dream of transforming the peanut created a wealth of inventions. Join us for a journey in the life of Dr. George Washington Carver.
1: Inventor, educator, humanitarian and botanist, Dr. George Washington Carver, known to many as the Peanut Man, was born into slavery in 1864. A week after his birth in Diamond, Missouri, he was kidnapped along with his mother. His slave owner later rescued him and raised him as his son. As a young boy, he learned about herbal medicines pesticides and fungicides. He used his hands to work with plants to draw, play the piano, plant flowers, and design landscape. Dr. Carver became the first African-American to earn an agricultural science degree in 1894 at Iowa State Agricultural College. In 1896, Booker T. Washington recruited him to join the faculty and teach at the Tuskegee Institute, now Tuskegee University. Carver spent his career at Tuskegee, both researching and teaching in the field of agriculture. It was there that Carver invented his innovative crop rotation method, teaching southern farmers to plant peanuts one year and cotton the next. By rotating the crops, farmers were able to replenish necessary nutrients in the soil. Through his agricultural discoveries and innovative processes, Dr. Carver was able to revolutionize the South's economy, growing it to hundreds of millions of dollars. Carver called his laboratory at Tuskegee, God's little workshop, and said he never took with him any textbooks inside. He wrote, Only alone can I draw closer to God to discover his secrets. Once the door was closed and locked, it was as if God would pull back a curtain.
2: I should say the uh, chief purpose of scientific training is to find truth. And whenever
0: you find truth, you find the science. Ye shall know truth, and the
3: truth shall make you free.
0: I should simply say this, that in all thy ways acknowledge him and he shall direct thy paths. Now you must learn to look to him for direction and then follow, and you'll never go wrong.
1: Dr. George Washington Carver is best known for his invention with the peanut. He created more than 300 uses for the peanut. He later discovered 118 products from the sweet potato. He also created alternative uses for the soybean and pecan. It is believed that Carver patented only three of his inventions. Carver is the first person who was not a U.S. president to receive his own national monument posthumously. The statue stands nine feet tall and is located in the place of his birth, Diamond, Missouri. By the time of Dr. Carver's death on January 5th, 1943, peanuts were said to have been the third most important cash crop of Alabama and Georgia, all due to Carver's research and discoveries. During his lifetime, Carver had gained the respect of such world leaders and industrial giants as Gandhi, Thomas Edison, Henry Ford, and others. They valued his creativity and wisdom, and a few sought to hire him but Carver turned them down, believing that his calling was to help the southern farmer. It was reported that Thomas Edison once told Carver, together we can remake the world. Dr. Carver's legacy has paved the way for generations of inventors. Part of the wisdom he has passed down is to not give up and be consistent. He believed 99% of the failures come from people who have the habit of making excuses. Today, modern-day innovators can now come to the Carver Innovation Center in Forest Park, Illinois. The center, named in Carver's honor, was founded in 2018 by visionary, ministry leader, and entrepreneur, Dr. Bill Winston, who grew up in Tuskegee. As a young boy, Winston was surrounded and influenced by Carver's many inventions, teachings, and life lessons. One particular philosophy that influenced Dr. Winston was Carver's saying that if you do the common things in life in an uncommon way, you will command the attention of the world. If you are an inventor or simply want to tap into your God-given creativity, come experience the Carver Innovation Center.
0: Dr. Winston, it's always a pleasure to have you here at Money Mondays.
3: Oh, it's good to be here, Jill.
0: So, Dr. Winston, we know that you are the founder of the Carver Innovation Center. We want to let our audience know that we are here located in Forest Park, Illinois. But Pastor, how did you come up with the Carver Innovation Center?
3: When I was a kid, brought up in Tuskegee, Alabama. Now, that's where Carver Museum is. That's where Carver joined Booker T. Washington. Dr. Carver joined Mm -hmm. him at Tuskegee University, which is towards Tuskegee normal at that time, then it went to Tuskegee Institute and then mm-hmm. Tuskegee University. While he joined Booker the Washington there, as uh, Washington was teaching students and mainly getting them out of difficult backgrounds. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of them were so poor uh, that he said he went to pick, a writing's habit, that he went to pick two students up and they came around the house, it was a farmhouse, and they were buck naked because they had no clothes. And um, so he picked them up, but that's the kind of students he got and had to teach them how to brush their teeth, had wow. to teach them everything. Well, this uh, idea of the South and the Emancipation Proclamation, so no more slavery, so now the economy in the South has been suffering because it was a lot built on slave labor. Mm -hmm. And so here is Carver coming to join him. Carver went to school at Iowa State. Mm -hmm. Uh, He was also born a slave, black man. And so he comes and he joins Booker T. Washington there at Mr. Washington's request. And so he began to put together God's little workshop. And he did such great things he learned how to make some 300 products out of a peanut. Wow. Um, over 115 products uh, out of sweet potato, I think it was, and milkweed. Um, Henry Ford sought him over and over again, trying to get him to come to Dearborn, Michigan, because of his ability to make rubber out of milkweed. Hmm. And now this is Carver. Now, I understand his background. He comes from slavery background, then he I was fortunate enough at that time to go to Iowa State and, and get some education, some advanced education, then he came to Tuskegee. So now he was teaching the farmers how to uh, rotate their crops and so forth and so on. Why? So that they can continue to not deplete the soil, mm-hmm. but to have it rich so it could produce much fruit. All right, so what happened is I was a boy, he was elementary school, maybe first, second, third grade. Each year, the instructors, the teachers, would take us to the Carver Foundation Mm -hmm. and the Carver Museum to actually see where Dr. Carver worked. Now, he was um, such a notable figure until in 1920 and 21, he was invited to the Senate Ways and Means Committee to address them on this notion of the peanut. Mm. How could you make all this out of a peanut? And the moderator told him he had 10 minutes. Well, he spoke for 10 minutes, the moderator stood up and said, take all the time you need. Wow. He came with such revelation. Now, I know I'm taking a long way around, but this is it. So with this, Dr. Carver really learned how to create and what I've found out In my trips there once a year, is I saw the antiquated equipment Mm -hmm. that that he used to create these products. Now today we've got all this scientific equipment and so he didn't have that. Yet he made, you know, oils and lotions and cosmetics and all of that. Mm. Okay. Now, the and we'll talk about that in just a minute. (coughs) But then what happened was um, I could see as I grew up that this whole idea of creation is not an option. Mm. This is a mandate. Now, here's why. That when things are not, when innovation is not taking place, then you'll see suffering of humanity get worse. Mm -hmm. Now the reason why is because of Adam and Eve's sin, the curse came on the earth. All you have to do to a garden to have it grow weeds is to just go on vacation for three weeks and come back, all right? Why? Because the curse is working. Mm. So when the curse is working like that, it's not getting better, it's getting worse. The Mm -hmm. Bible even says, about us in our lives that that when we don't come to Christ things will get continually worse mm-hmm. well it's talking about the curse so to stay ahead of the curse you've got to innovate yeah so here's what God said be fruitful that's the first thing he said in Genesis chapter 1 verse 28 exactly. multiply replenish the earth and subdue it now that's what he's talking about subdue the curse one but also that in the marketplace, your product mm-hmm. is supposed to be um, a product that would actually uh, dominate, mm-hmm. if you will, in the marketplace. He's talking to a believer. Mm-hmm. Okay, you're not now. So, what is the first thing happens? I put up Carve Innovation Center because I saw when I got the IBM, I flew airplanes for the military, went to IBM, and once I did. I saw something called a Suggestion Award. And I saw it given, I was still a trainee at that time in computers, in computer sales. But this lady came up with an idea and I saw them award her, I don't know, fifty, $100,000, wow. a check right at the branch meeting. I said, wow.
0: Wow, for innovating.
3: Uh, innovator. Mm. And, and what I saw is that even though she's working nine to five, that IBM wanted them to keep innovating, yes. why? they've got to subdue the market they've mm-hmm. got to stay in the lead and for the u.s to stay in the lead or for anyone to send the, they're going to have to innovate you'll find in history in the military history the b-29 for example mm-hmm. i mean it was a, a work of art at that time a, a big bomber uh, for the military air force but russia got it and went through it and was Trying to duplicate it. They could duplicate everything but the landing gear and the mm. tires and so forth and so on. Now I'm just saying that the US had to keep innovating. Yeah. Because we went from there to another bomber, to another bomber, or fighters, for example. I flew the F-4, now they got the F-15, now they got the F-22, then mm-hmm. they got the F-35. Everything is different. Yeah. Everything is different. So, in innovation it's the same way if we want to stay ahead of competition or we want to stay ahead of the curse innovation is not an option yes it's, it's necessary it's, it's, manda- necessary. Yes. it's mm-hmm. mandatory so what happens is you got apple one apple two apple three oh, apple yeah. five that yeah. you follow yes and notice how they stay ahead mm. and notice how it keeps bringing revenue the revenue for apple now i guess cash they may have billion cash. Mm -hmm. Now, what happened? Value, creating value. So Booker T. Washington, he said, I want to produce students with indispensable skills Mm. and undeniable value. Now, they're going to be creating, see? And this is what he put inside of them to let them see that, wait a minute, one of the ways you're going to dominate in the marketplace is you're going to have to create. You're going Mm -hmm. to have to innovate. Now, he was an innovator. People don't even see Martin Luther King as an innovator. He was an innovator. That's where that came from. But we're all supposed to be innovating. But when I saw that at IBM, that really fixed in my heart. Wow, mm-hmm. innovation. So when I innovate, I'm finding out I'm one, I'm gonna stay ahead of the of curse that would bring humanity to more suffering. Mm-hmm. I wanna lift suffering, mm-hmm. all right? with innovation now who's supposed to innovate the church should be the center epicenter Mm -hmm. of innovation why because we're directly connected Connected to to the creator that's right you know we have him inside of us in fact one of uh, dr carver's favorite scripture was um that i can do all things through Christ, yes. which strengtheneth me. Mm-hmm. And he said the greater one, you know, and mm-hmm. if he works through us, yeah. he can innovate. And so now I want to get this church innovating. Now, what do I want to do with that? I want to raise the church up through innovation. As mm-hmm. I raise the church up, now the people are gonna see the things that I have, and that would be used to make an impact in their lives, yes. to influence them to turn back to God. Mm. And so that's, end. so I saw that when I was a kid. I said, Carver, this guy, he came up with different things and they have all these different products displayed that mm-hmm. he came up with, man. So I said, okay, let me put a Carver Center. Mm-hmm. Let Let me be used as a point of contact, yes. if you will, for people to maybe come back to innovation in the church. Mm-hmm because it seems like we're doing a lot outside yes. of the church mm-hmm. but what about hey let's come up with another platform that's higher than facebook mm-hmm. let's come up with it yes. we can do god is not done yet do you know in 1900s they thought that innovation was almost over they mm-hmm. thought that we had gone probably beyond past where we could ever go that's exactly mm-hmm. right dr carver when he was innovating um he was asking god god what is the universe for god said, ask something more your size little, little man, man. <laughs> i
0: remember you and saying yes that. <laughs> indeed and
3: so he said then the peanuts he said what about the peanut can i get milk out of a peanut mm-hmm. well dr carver read in the bible mm-hmm. how god spoke to the sea and brought forth fish mm-hmm. so he's now asking what can i get out of a peanut see god decided what he wanted and then spoke to what he wanted it to come from. Mm -hmm. And so as he made that kind of representation in the Bible, Dr. Carver, I'm sure, read that. Mm -hmm. And he said, hey, can I get milk out of a peanut? He said, well, what kind of milk do you want? Jersey milk, boarding house milk, whatever. So he then ended up getting milk out of a peanut and all these different products he got out of a peanut. Now, what does fruitful mean? It means to create. Mm-hmm. It means to bring forth. So here's Adam, the first creator in the earth. He's going to be in the image of God. Mm-hmm. So God said, You name the animals. Now understand, God had already named them in his mind. Wow. And so Adam, connected with God, named them the same thing that God had in mind. Mm-hmm. Isn't that something? Yeah. So anything that we create has already been created. Wow. See, so we're bringing it forth twice. So God has already put these things in an invisible realm. Mm. And our job is to bring them forth in the earth. What Mm -hmm. does it do? Lift suffering humanity. Mm -hmm. What does it do? Uh, Have the church to be set on a hill as a light. Mm -hmm. And what does that do? Turn people back to God.
0: That's awesome, Pastor. And so while you're talking, I know there was two things you said. You said indispensable skills and undeniable value. And so when we think about inventing or even the innovation process, we know there's an evolution for everything. As you talked about the Apple, there's the first there was iPhone 5 and then 6 and now we're at X and XR and S. And so pastor, why is it that there has been a disconnect in the church and why aren't we innovating the way in which we should?
3: I think religion, which comes from the word Latin religio, means back to bondage. Mm. I think what it does, it it tries to stifle the creativity that should be flowing from the church. Mm -hmm. And people get what I call box thinking, that a box is four squares and on one side of the box, is fear of failing yes and then on another side of the box is comfort zone they get stuck in one place Mm. another side of the box it's um the a person feeling inferior Mm. inferiority complex and then the last side of the box is um, having to do with unrecognized resources so you get all of those plus the fact there's a lid on the box and if the leader is not pushing ahead Mm -hmm. if the leader is not taking the people forward Mm -hmm. you'll find it'll put a lid on the people Mm. and so what happens in the church i think is tradition Mm -hmm. and we're just going to keep it just like it's been for years and we're not going to do it no no no. the church should be coming up with new songs Mm. there are songs in heaven that have never been released in the earth and these are songs just like david played that would actually deliver people from de- demonic forces. Wow! I'm just saying, um, one man said this, and I remember the number. He said that technology doubles every 18 months. Hmm. So it's almost like you know, yes. people are trying to keep up with that and so forth. But think about the things that we can do now that we couldn't do before i mean now you can bank right from your phone that's right and I see it's it's lifting Mm. all this panic and so forth and so on now true enough that you have to have the right motives in doing Mm. that here's what he told uh, dr carver he said uh, what is man for Mm -hmm. he said you're still asking something that's too large watch this for his brain to Mm -hmm. handle it he said increase your intent mm-hmm. and decrease your extent. Now notice what he's saying, think smaller, meaning mm-hmm. come down to the peanut. Let's talk about that first mm-hmm. and correct your motives. Because when God gives you the idea, those motives have to be right for you receive his yes. thoughts. Remember what he said? My thoughts are not your thoughts Is on. Yes. Sometimes when the motives are wrong, we're trying to get it for the wrong motives. Mm. The motive of God is love. Yes. And look at Carver. He said, freely I've received it, and freely I'm going to give <laughs> it. Never charged anybody anything. But I think, personally, God wanted to use him to get the funds mm. to fund the university, to take uh, Booker D. Washington off the road from going to the different places and mm. trying to raise funds yes. constantly, and it, it just wore him out. And that's why he left in his 60s instead of staying here for a long life.
0: That's awesome. Pastor, as you're talking, let's talk about relationship. And so that relationship with God that Carver had to call it God's little workshop. And I look at the Carver Innovation Center here where we are right now. This is like another God's little workshop. Yes. And so when we think about that relationship that Carver had with God, Mm. what do you believe it really was like?
3: Well, I think he, like he said, he would go into his little workshop, mm-hmm. lock the door. Mm-hmm. Got it? Watch this. No textbooks ever go in. Wow. Why? Because he didn't want to break that connection in any way. Mm. Or he, even
0: bring in something that the world would do. Not, he wanted to come directly there from you God. Go.
3: He wanted to be a new idea. Yes. And, and that's what God wants from us. That's why in this term, fruitfulness, you'll see also... In Psalm 72 mm-hmm. and verse 18, he talks about the fact that he only does wondrous things. things. Mm-hmm. And his wondrous things had to do with things uh, that no man can match hmm. or woman can match, and uh, also things that uh, leave all others far behind. So when Carver came up with his, no wonder the Ways and Means Committee invited him up hmm. because he was leaving all others. Far behind, yes, and it's a that no one else could match, mm. they couldn't match it. Wow, and so I'm saying, notice where he came from now, mm. he came from slavery. Black man, are uh, you following what I'm yes. saying? Yes, and sometimes people say, Well, you know, uh, I'm not this, I didn't go to mm. the highest universities, and so forth. And that's all. box thinking, all of that. That's yeah. exactly right, <laughs> that's that box, uh, that's that box thinking, mm. and people do that and they put themselves down. Now mm. God can't speak to them, mm. meaning that he'll try to speak to them, but they can't hear it Yeah, because they form a disconnect Yes, by thinking wrong.
0: You know what's amazing, Pastor, as you're talking and we think about box thinking, sometimes yep. we put the limitations on ourselves yep. as to what we can accomplish and what we can achieve. It's not God. It's like he'll give you all things. What's amazing is what we're talking about is we're talking about one plant, a peanut, made 300 Product. products.
3: And it can make more. Yes. It can make more. There's no limit. Yes. Now, now, in this, a good example again, is God said to me, I want you to start a business school, mm-hmm. entrepreneurship. Well, I call uh, Dr. Dr. Dolores Thomas and, and Ray Pastor Thomas, Ray. Pastor mm-hmm. Ray Thomas, her husband. Well, that's when they were here and, and she was Dolores at mm-hmm. that time and he was Ray. And so he hadn't gone into ministry and she hadn't Mm -hmm. gotten a doctorate, PhD. So what happened? Call him, I said, hey, you know, you've been through Harvard MBA and you've been through University of Chicago MBA, two of the top schools in the world. I said, I want you to help me start a business school. Mm -hmm. I said, now here's what I want you to do. Go away, study the whole program. Here's what I'd like in it. And then come back and tell me how long it'll take Mm -hmm. to start this. Give me, you know, the numbers and so forth. So they went, studied it, came back, said, Pastor, it'll take one to two years. Mm-hmm. And la la la. I said, Well, that sounds good. But let me go and pray. So I went and prayed. God should come back. He said, tell them that it'll take two months. Mm-hmm. Well, now That's I had good, to do Pastor.
0: That. What you just said is, <laughs> is that even in that relationship yep. with God, yep. it'll even give you the time frame for how how long it'll take to
3: bring it forward. It'll give you the whole strategy. Wow. It'll give you a whole strength. See, mm. just one seed from God, hmm. it's called a thought. Yeah. And you have to take thought. Mm. And that's why he said in Matthew chapter 6, take no anxious thought, mm. but take God's thoughts." He said, your thoughts are not my thoughts you're getting your thoughts from somewhere else no 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 he's saying you're going to get a thought that's going to maybe you want to do this or that or you're going to do something that everybody's doing already mm-hmm. but i'm going to give you new thoughts yes. i'm going to give you thoughts that nobody can match mm-hmm. i'm going to give you thoughts and so forth so you get alone with god lock the door you know what i mean mm-hmm. get into your closet a quiet place and ask god and god says call on me and i'll answer yeah and so he's going to give you the answer for it another situation so we did start the school by the way it's in five continents of the world it's fully accredited and amen (laughs) and you're part of that now here's what happened um in a time uh when i was um i was at uh, uh, here starting a ministry here in chicago and they had young boys and they had Problems with the male black youth. I mean, mm-hmm. again, gun, gangs, guns, so forth. so on. So I got a call, a man who was the chairman of Fortune 500 company headquartered in Chicago. He said, "The Reverend, uh, I'd like you to tell me what I could do for black male youth in Chicago." Mm-hmm. I said, "Okay." He said, uh, "You know, I was down. I was talking to a chairman of Newsweek magazine or something, and..." He asked me, what are you doing for the black male youth in Chicago? I said, what do you mean? He said, well, you're headquartered here. What are you doing for them? Help me. He said, you know, that thing kind of bothered me. And he said, I'm asking you, what can I do? Mm. I said, Bob, I can't tell you what you can do today, but you give me seven days, I'll tell you exactly what to do. Mm. Now, where did I get that from? One, if I call on him, he'll, he'll answer. answer. And he said, whatsoever things you desire, when you pray, just believe you've received them mm-hmm. and you shall have them. Yeah. Because the solution, for them is already in heaven Mm -hmm. i've just got to create it i've got to bring it forth stop thinking that you're going to get it from nowhere Mm -hmm. and it's never been there no Mm -hmm. it's already so what do i do i go back ask god believe i've received it by Mm -hmm. faith all right you got to deal with god by faith once i believe i've received it okay here god's talking talking to me on the fifth day he started giving me a plan. I started putting it on a PowerPoint. Mm-hmm. Uh, here we go. So, next I go back to him. I said, okay, Bob, here's what we've got. First chart. Second chart, I'm using my IBM sales skills <laughs> now. Third chart. Mm-hmm. Wow. Fourth chart. I had about seven charts. Wow. I got to the fifth. That's it, Reverend. Mm. That's it. Well, isn't that the same that Joseph did when the Pharaoh asked him? Can you interpret this dream That's for right. me? Mm-hmm. He had a problem. Yes. But Joseph, who was a covenant one. Yes. He was made to solve problems. Mm. The church yes. is made for problems. And so what happened there? I I, I gave him he said, Reverend, I've got forty thousand dollars in the chairman's fund. Can mm-hmm. you start with that? Mm-hmm. I said, No, wait, let me put up a bank account first, so forth and so on. Now why am I telling you that? Because you've got an on demand system that we're involved in here. yes that if we place demand on that covenant of god on that anointing of god it brings forth something mm. and we have to catch it and then let god increase it give us the how give us the where so forth and so on. he'll give us everything the bible says right. a man's heart plans his way but the lord directs his steps that's good
0: pastor and as we're talking something i'm hearing too is i know that there may be people who are listening who are thinking about the resources, meaning how am I gonna pay for it? Can you talk to them about how visions are never separate without provision?
3: No, there's nothing capricious about the nature of God. Mm -hmm. He won't give you uh, something to do without Mm -hmm. giving you what to do it with. Yes. Or even how to do it. So we must, somebody somebody said, you know, we get on our knees and pray for Mm. something, um, and we pray and we get an idea from God but we don't stay there long enough to get how to implement that That's idea. That's good. You know. That's good. And so we got to understand, he gives us all of it. He gives us a strategy for it. Mm. He gives us a favor with people. He gives us the 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 protection. He everything comes with the seed, mm. with the idea. And stop looking for small thinking, meaning this is just going to be a little small company. No. God's companies are companies that are not only global but they're generational mm-hmm. in other words the next generation can continue to increase that yes. company why more ideas come out of that so forth and look what came out of a, a peanut i mean we have planters peanut company which is located in columbus georgia mm-hmm. right up the street from tuskegee mm-hmm. i am sure it got some of carver's ideas i think like i said the only thing didn't monetize those ideas. Hmm. He those ideas, he 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 just came up with the start of of baby powder. Mm-hmm. But it was supposed to continue to be innovated. Mm-hmm. Are you following? What and I I'm like saying?
0: what you said that he checked his heart to see where yeah. God told him what is your intent.
3: That's exactly right. So
0: for him it was it was purity. It yeah. wasn't about no. I'm trying to get rich from yeah. this, yeah. but rather it was solution minded. Solution How minded. can I help lift the poverty or even come up with a solution that helps right now in this realm for this time no for people who need it. No
3: doubt. And and, and remember those students, uh, invincible mm-hmm. skills, undeniable value. So he said, a man's gift to woman's, will make room for them. Mm-hmm. And bring them before great men, yes. you see what I'm saying? Yes. So as God gives you ideas, he's giving you ideas to lift you up. Yes. He's going to take you up. You That's don't good. need to lift yourself up. That's
0: right. Just Pastor. come up
3: with the idea. The mm-hmm. idea is going to lift you and up. And
0: you know what also, it's really good as you were talking about his story is because he was obedient to Christ, yep. meaning he was obedient to follow God, meaning yep. I'm just going to stay pure in heart. Yep. They started looking for him.
3: They they start every one of them. He became he became sought after after leaders of mm. nations. He everybody from Mahatma Gandhi to all his people became, you know, as uh, uh, constituents of his. He began to uh, have those relationships all over the world. But that's what your gift will do for <laughs> you. And everybody has a gift. Yes. Everybody has a gift. God left yes. nobody else. Yes. So The religion suppresses and Mm -hmm. and it kind of tells us, well, your your value is not that much and so forth and so on. And so it makes a person be uh, what I call on the system of bondage. Mm -hmm. The biggest reason for poverty is not the person doesn't have a job or doesn't have a job that pays much. The biggest reason for poverty is the absence of self-production
0: again and, with that innovating
3: uh, it, uh, that's what it <laughs> innovating thing forth. Mm. so people become migratory yes. when they're not innovating mm. and as a result of that they come to your border trying to get in your country mm. where people are innovating when they have the ability to do it themselves
0: that's right and you know what's amazing pastor is as we begin to talk about it god is the same everywhere and so it doesn't have to be just here in the United States. No. You could be innovating right in the country where you yeah. are. Cause I'm sure that there are some people probably who are in a different nation yep. who are watching this right now and saying, well, our country doesn't have this or our country doesn't have that. But he'll use what you have right there where you are in order to uplift the bands of poverty, take you out of poverty and take <laughs> you somewhere you've
3: never dreamed possible. You had two speakers. Yeah, uh, You had Richard and you had Michelle and each one of them came from, he came from Hispanic background. Mm-hmm. Now he comes with the hot Cheetos mm-hmm. and so forth. This is an invention. This is something that came out of him. That's
0: good, And faster. here's
3: Michelle. She didn't have anything to work with, but you remember, her mother had a recipe for syrup. That's really good. Wow, Yeah. let me go there. She's a millionaire, he's a millionaire. Now what am I saying? Mm-hmm. I'm saying that no matter what background you come from, no matter what country you come from, or no matter what color you are, mm-hmm. you have the same advantages as anybody else.
0: That's good. And so what Pastor is referencing is this last year within our Business and Leadership Conference, we really had a dynamic group of speakers who came and talked about how God brought forth so many things through them. And Richard Montanez was one of the speakers who created the Flamin' Hot Cheetos. Yeah. We had Anne uh, Ann Byler oh, by who uh, created the pretzel of Auntie Anne's Pretzels. We had Michelle Hoskins who created Michelle's Syrup there are so many different things that came forth, particularly around food, which is amazing because we're talking about the peanut here, right? Yep. <laughs> and so, <laughs> Pastor, as we begin to um, start developing or even grooming people, primarily here in the Carver Innovation yep. Center, what's your vision? How do you envision when people are coming in? Because. I mean, this is an awesome resource for those who are here in Chicago. Yep. But what was that vision? What do you see forthcoming forth out of this center?
3: Well, I, one of the things I want to come forth is people coming back to the fact that they can create. Mm-hmm. They have something inside of them. This is a makerspace. And they can come in this center and have the tools to work with to bring forth prototypes so, of different things also to bring a culture of creativity back to the church. Mm. I think the church has left that. Mm-hmm. Um it's some some of the financial areas I think the church has left. Mm-hmm. Some that entrepreneurship school is to help bring entrepreneurship back to the church, help us to dream <laughs> again. Yes. So this is kind of a dream center. It's a place where people can come and and what they've thought about or dreamed about. Maybe they can come in here and get some assistance we can provide for them assistance yes. and, and it can have the tools already here that they don't have to wait on some expensive tools or whatever have mm-hmm. you. Come in here for little or nothing and make a prototype and then take that prototype and turn it into a product and take that product and then duplicate it and then take that duplication and replenish the earth with it and mm-hmm. raise up a billion-dollar company hiring two, 200, 240,000 yes. people yes. uh, worldwide and so forth dream again mm. it's
0: a dreaming center I. that's awesome pastor and so as we're talking about the dreaming center pastor if you don't mind i know this is something that we didn't yeah. have in the script yeah. but i would like for you to begin to pray for those yeah. inventors who yeah. are watching right now that you would begin to that god would begin to unlock those mm. dreams and mm. whatever those visions are or those inventions are that they maybe thought were yeah. too small Yeah. I mean, but we're talking about something the size of a peanut yes. that could create 300 products. Yes. So they're never too, small.
2: never too small. There's
0: nothing ever too small that God can't take it and multiply it. Yes. So that's part back to that Genesis 1 and 28, yes. that it'll be fruitful, it'll yep. multiply, yep. it'll replenish, subdue, and just ultimately have dominion. And, and what, that's what we're talking about.
3: Whatever their profession is, Yes. whatever their gifting is, mm-hmm. it doesn't make any difference. God's got creativity in your gifting area. Mm-hmm. It doesn't make any difference. Yes. Father, let's bow our heads and, and, and if you will, I'll pray for those who are listening. Father, I pray in the name of Jesus for the spirit of wisdom
4: yes. and
3: revelation in the knowledge of you to come upon all that are watching this teaching in this time together. Father, I pray that you give them dreams again. That, Lord, that whatever's been blocking it, we come against it now with the blood of Jesus, Mm -hmm. that they can receive the thoughts of God and that those thoughts, Lord, will open their hearts and minds and also draw resources that will have them bring forth solutions that mankind is craving for. Father, let them know each one that they have what it takes. All they need is you. And Lord, help us to know that as we call upon you, you will answer. Help us to develop the faith to receive the big plans that you have for us to be in and through our lives. Lord, I pray now in Jesus' name for every person listening to me that from this day, that creative gifts of God is being manifested. Mm. I decree it and call it done in Jesus' name Amen.
0: Amen. Dr. Winston, we want to thank you so much for coming on Money Mondays. As always, it is a pleasure.
3: Jill, it is wonderful to be with you, amen.
0: And when we come back, we will have a child prodigy and how he too uses the lessons of George Washington Carver, as well as he's also used the Carver Innovation Center here in Forest Park, Illinois, to help him usher in some of his kingdom-based inventions. Stay tuned.
1: From the peanut, George Washington Carver created more than 300 products. They include paste, insulation, wallboards, soap, shaving cream, and skin lotion. The list goes on.
0: Our next guest coming up is 14 years old. His name is Elijah J.D. Priestley. He is an author, inventor, a dual major in physics and mechanical engineering, and has been featured on many media broadcasts, including Cartoon Network, as well as Good Morning America. Money Monday audience, help me welcome to the segment, Elijah J.D. Priestley.
4: Hi, I'm Elijah J.D. Priestley, and I'm drawn to thinking big. Okay, wow. What are we doing today? I have a little experiment just for you. A glass of water and paper towel. Stick your hand out, please. Oh. Wait, what? (laughs) Okay, so how is that possible? Okay, so it's the cohesion to the water itself, and adhesion to the water, and the paper towel. It's kind of cool. Boom, over your head, you know. I hear you also invent things. I like to work in the areas of basically anything from kids' toys to sustainable energy. Whenever you learn something, you should take it to heart and use it because the more knowledge you have, the better you become. And the better you become, the better it is for everyone. Elijah,
0: welcome to Money Mondays.
4: Well, It's nice for me to be here. Thank you so much for inviting me and also for this great opportunity. All glory goes to God, really.
0: This is so awesome. And so Elijah, can you tell our audience, how old are you?
4: I'm 14 years of age.
0: You're 14 years old. And so in being 14 years old, I know that you stated that you have been inspired by inventors like Madam C.J. Walker and George Washington Carver. Can you tell us a little bit about what about their legacy has inspired you?
4: Well, they were both innovators and trailblazers. And when you put those two together, you have to be in some way knowledgeable enough to create something, one, and receive from at least the spirit of God or the creative spirit that is in a person that is influenced by God to produce something in the earth, right? George Washington Carver, he started with a peanut, a simple peanut, and he was able to make how many products? I mean, it, it was amazing from pulling ingenuity from sources that you would never expect. That's what God loves to do best. He takes the places where people don't expect anything from, like Nazareth. Could any good thing come from Nazareth, Philip said? But no, God was able to build up places through people who are willing to listen to his spirit. Wow. The main thing. Yes. You know
0: know what's good? As you talk about God using people, I know that God Himself is truly working through you. And you yourself are an inventor. You have five patents pending. Can you share a little bit about what your inventions
4: are? Well, I'll say what I can, but basically I have I have more than the initial five. So I've been working with a lot of different things in these years, ever since I first started college, and I was working even before then with the George Washington Carver Center, you all have. And I have many ideas that I wanna produce, but they're generally in the areas of sustainability and making things more efficient in the way uh, we, we live our day-to-day lives, basically. And also in energy, energy sustainability, things of that nature. So I'm really working hard in that area.
0: Wow, and so you said it that you've that you worked with our Carver Innovation Center here. How have we helped you manifest your, your inventions?
4: Well, one, you guys have helped me with some boldness because you always have to have the right crowd of people around you because I've spoken to other people before and they didn't see the vision, but mm-hmm. with the Carver Center, they were able to see the vision and kind of accelerate like me towards my goals of helping people. And really when you put people first or put God first and use his mission, for which is for you to bless others and to preach the gospel to the world, anything is possible. And then you start to develop in your gifts and in your crafts and your talents because of what God has done in your life.
0: I like what you stated there about having the right people around you as you begin the developmental process. It's almost like midwives. You know, everybody needs someone when you're getting ready to birth something that's so big or so dynamic that comes directly from God. But just tell us a little bit about yourself and kind of how did you get started? So I know that you started college at an early age. Can you tell us about it?
4: Well, it all started when I was eight years old, I went to college full time at 11 but I started taking. Part time classes at eight, so I took a class here, a class there, so I here's how it started, I was working with different materials at my house and I was. learning more God was really inspiring or lighting the fire of education in me right, so I started learning more reading books and getting different things in like is. of knowledge and asking different questions so, then my parents. They they're they're seeing like me accelerate in different areas like in school and in education right. They ask the question, well, how are we going to keep teaching him? So after asking that initial question and seeing the blessing that God had given them, they went to the university. They went to go see Doctor Diala Bagayoko, and they he was the dean of physics at that time. And they and they asked him, hey, what can we do? Because they wanted some help because they knew about a uh, old summer program that he had. And at Southern University, it was a summer program. But then Dr. Baguio said, no, we got to get him in college classes now. And they saw that gift. And he is a man of God. So I really do like the idea that we were able to make that God connection because God inspired that Because because God was able to tell my parents to go to this one guy that they knew a little bit about from the summer camp. But was able to explode my career from there. So wow. then from taking college courses at eight to getting a scholarship at 10, ten going full time at 11 and then keep I kept matriculating and started working in the ways of inventions and ideas and I even became a licensed minister as well. Oh, at the wow. age Wow. Of-
0: that is phenomenal, that's an awesome story. And so you stated that you're a licensed minister. How has your faith, because I know that you're like a prodigy of Dr. George Washington Carver in that both of you are inventors, and I mean, honestly, the wisdom that comes from each of you is beyond your years and beyond the generations in which you're in. And so how exactly has your faith played a role in becoming or even creating what God has brought forth out of you?
4: Faith creates an atmosphere. And mm. I'm gonna let that saturate a little bit. Faith creates an atmosphere. Whenever I was doing something, I always had to ask of God because I don't come into situations just blah, that you have to come in with God's spirit in you, whether it's creativity, whether you're going into a thing, take, take a minute to pray and get into the praise because most people get into this rush spirit. Right, like basically, I'm just gonna say it. When people start moving in the area of being influenced by the outside world, they forget what's inside of them. So then they don't get to pull out those ideas and inventions. Why? Because we got deadline this, we got this, and they're worried about that continuously. No, you'll mean it. God will supply all your needs according to his riches and glory.
0: Amen. So my
4: faith was able to not be etrified. I was able to use my faith for something. I had always found something to slow down and focus on. And then I started to accelerate because of my faith, not because of the time that I was subject to or under.
0: Elijah you're preaching now that is so good (laughs) you're preaching now this is awesome and so as you have begun the creative process or downloading because what you sound like is exactly what George Washington Carver said that he did when he went into his maker space and his and what he called he said God's little workshop and so that's the slowing down being able to lock out all the outside voices voices and forces that try to come up against you so that you can hear directly from the throne room of God and create what the creator tells you to create.
4: Getting close to God. That's my thing. The closer mm. I get to God, the more I see. I have a prophetic anointing, prophetic gifts. And most people would say prophetic gifts, but they don't see anything. God's always going to show you something or tell you something. So you may see something, may be able to speak something, but he's always going to give you a word or something to speak to his people. So through my inventions and ideas, I always know, hey, we got to bring this back to God. Because if mm. we don't bring it back to the source, it's going to fail. You move a person or mankind off of the earth and don't give them any don't give them any food or water, you just throw them out in the lock, airlock of space, right? <laughs> you just throw them out in space, they're gonna die. They're from the outside of their realm where they are what nutrients, what gives them nutrients, right? Mm. You take someone from where they get all their nutrients or power from, they're gonna be weak. Why? Yeah. Because they let it they they they're etrified petrified etrified because they are not close to the source where mm. it came from. If you remove a plant from the sun, it will die, no matter how much you feed it, no matter how much you water, no matter what nitrates or whatever you put. If you remove it from a source of photonic energy, you move it from a source of light, it will die, no matter Mm. what you do.
0: That's good. That's why I have to
4: keep back to God.
0: Wow. Can you walk us through your process? Like, for you, when it came to creating these five different inventions, what has your process with God been like? Was there something, an inspiring moment? Was it something that you saw that that needed a solution and you asked God to help you be the problem solver? What was that like for you?
4: It happens two ways. One, you can see, you see a problem that's has been created or God gives you future things that you can see and like you can see a sneak peek of it in the future. So you see the project already being built and you see the finished work. God will always show you the finished work sometimes. And other times you want to get to where that, to where you see, uh, you, you get to that point where it looks just like it, but sometimes he gives you something that looks like it's for you to your mind to relate to because it's, a, it's above the natural level. So he may give you something that looks a certain way, but you have to evolve it over time because God wants to give you a point of contact. And then he shows you a more excellent way of doing what you just saw. And other times you see a problem and you say, I can fix that. Would you like Mm -hmm. to know the answer? That's sometimes what happens to me. I can walk into a building and see solutions manifesting in visions or dreams, or be able to see a way to do it. Or God just says, hey, you want to fix that? Do you want to be a part of it or not? It's like God's going to wait until you acknowledge his presence, and then his creative spirit can flow through
0: And how do you keep pushing forward where if God gives you an idea, you feel as though, you know what, Lord, I'm just going to trust you in the process. I won't believe that it's too big or too small, but I'm just going to endure and trust that this is something that has been ordained by heaven to come into the earth at this time. And I'm going to trust you through that process.
4: First, trusting God. If you don't have that relationship with God, if God tells you something, you're not going to believe it. If you don't have that connection with God, you'll never find the right people to connect you with the power and the resources that you need. Because God is going to provide many channels and there are going to be many opportunities for you to produce something. But you have to connect with the right channel. Right. You have to connect with the right source. That's why I connected with the George Washington Carver Center. Why? Because God led me to that source. I could have gone to some some tank, some think tank, some shark tank, some whatever tank. Right. I could have gone anywhere else. But what the Lord ordained an opportunity that was more excellent, and that could see above other uh, what they what other people could see.
0: Wow! And so, how is your life a witness, primarily to people, not just adults, but truly to youth that are your age, where not only are you um, just talking about it, but you actually have a living like the relationship with you and God is so real. It's not for play for you. It's like this is my life. God everything that has transpired and all that I am and all that I'll ever be is because of him. How do you demonstrate your life as a witness to those who are around you?
4: Well, I show them the goodness of God and how how he operates because most people get discouraged in their early walk because they don't know of God. They don't know God. Mm-hmm. They know people who represent him, and I want to put that in air quotes. Some people who may have represented God but aren't truly intrigued or don't have that connection with God, you see? Mm. So then they get discouraged in their walk because they feel, okay, I could never be like them or they don't, they've been hurt by somebody that keeps them from going forward in the faith. So I want to show them, hey, learn of God. That's my, that's my initiative. Seek ye first the kingdom of God. Okay. Get God in you and then you'll be able to produce.
0: Wow. And so, what are some of your future goals? I know that you're not done just yet. I'm sure God (laughs) is going to outpour some more things through you. Are there any other inventions that are coming up or God has given you uh, eyesight or vision to see that you'll be working on in the future?
4: Yes, God is transforming this earth and it's going to be right before our very eyes. But I do want to say this you can't ever stop the anointing because Mm -hmm. God would never bring you to a place and say, okay, I've done with you this much go up and sit somewhere for the next 20 years or do something like that no god's always going to bring you to a new level and i trust him in that so i know that once i do something he's always going to give me more and as far as the new inventions and ideas god has been showing me stuff that are so big i couldn't get into one vision now it's been a worldwide just sweep of the glory of god that i'm being able to see both spiritually and naturally that i'm able to see through how how he's going to do things but that's all I can give you right now because the Holy Spirit is still maturing the vision in me. So I'm seeing new things right now and I'm getting ready to produce them. And boy, is it gonna be amazing.
0: (laughs) Well, all right there. Can you tell us a bit about your college experience? And I know that you're a double major, correct?
4: Yes, yes, ma'am. I'm a double major in physics and mechanical.
0: Wow. And so how has the learning process also assisted you along this journey? Can you talk about the importance of never stop learning?
4: Yes, the importance of never stop learning. Why did God? Ooh, oh, oh, I, I just got some revelation right here. If God never stopped creating, right, you see mm. things going. If you if you if God removed his hand from the earth, nothing would happen. There would be no movement, no change. And they would actually start to deteriorate, really, because he's a binding force of this universe, the the world we live in. Everything is connected by spiritual concepts and the things that God put in place, right? If God never stopped creating, why should you? People get to a place in their maturity, I must say it nicely, when they feel like, well, I've done all I can do. I've done all the work I should do, right? But you should start imparting to others. Let them have dominion. Let the next generation start to move. And you nurture that. Because if you feel like you ought to stop, no, that's the part where you need a mentor. That's mm-hmm. when the part where you feel like you need to give up. That's the part where you need to start imparting to other people.
0: You know what I love about this? God is creatively using you in so many different ways. Beyond just being an inventor, you're also an author. Can you talk to us a bit about your books? How many books have you written?
4: I have two books, well, that I've published. I have many more that I've written, but I have two books that I've published so far. And this, the first one is Mission Christian, God's got first, and the second one is a prodigy. It was it's about my story and my secrets at Southern University. Basically, many things that I used to empower, and that God used to empower me and to give me hope. Uh, really, that's one of the best. That's one of the best things that you know God has really shown me. And this is my book right here. But basically, what a prodigy was about was nothing more than just the wisdom of God. That's all mm-hmm. that. Uh, this is my baby. I like to say that's my that's the book that kind of helped inspire me because my mom was always always like you gotta write this down you gotta keep you gotta start sharing with the world and generally I'm like okay mom I'm kind of going through myself but I noticed that if you don't impart knowledge to other people why would you let knowledge die with you why would you keep learning from others really.
0: I like that, Elijah, and I'll make sure I pick up that book called A Prodigy, because I do believe that each one of us are a prodigy of the Creator. I believe we have the same innate ability that's on the inside of God, that's on the inside of us, that we can create just like God has. And so he's given us all that same thing. As you stated earlier, you were talking about it. We are his sons. And so, of course, if our Heavenly Father has the ability to create, then, of course, he would give that same ability to his children. And so if people want to purchase a copy of your book, where can we go and get it?
4: Yes, it's on uh, Mission Christian God's God First. It's on Amazon. That's my first book. It's about how to seek and keep God first. It's mainly for children and young adults, kind of get them how to trust their spiritual senses more than their natural senses. And then this new book, A Prodigy. Is on Lulu, Amazon, and it's on the Royal Crystal B- Bookstore as well. So you can get a copy there on, on it, while you're there <laughs> in Chicago. Yeah.
0: That's so awesome. Elijah, you have a wealth of knowledge, but beyond knowledge, I believe you have wisdom. And I know that that only comes from God himself. And I believe that your story will inspire someone who maybe has an invention, or who may be watching this segment right now, to just launch out into the deep and actually choose to trust God along this journey and this process as they begin inventing. Is there any last minute words or words of inspiration that you can give for aspiring, entrepreneurs who, where you could tell them to get out of their selves and just trust God. And not only that, but get into that quiet space, as you've talked about, to hear what God has to say, because there is someone who needs what God has placed on the inside of them.
4: Never miss an opportunity to create. God will always put you in positions that seem uncomfortable, but he wants you to build a way for others. He always wants you to set a pattern to help others before you, because generally you're protected. You can't be hurt. You can't fail. So if something happens to you, you just have to come up from that and see, how can I impart knowledge to other people who are not protected to get in the protection of God's wisdom, knowledge, and grace? Because most people walk in darkness, and darkness is what kills people the most. You know, most car crashes happen at night. Why? Because there is darkness. People cannot see. So if people are blinded spiritually, they have no way of avoiding danger. But your job as a believer, is to help the poor, help the people who cannot see, help the widows, help the people who are in distress. Why? Because they need us to see a new way above what they can see. Because this natural level is nothing but destruction. But in the spirit world, you can bring creativity down to this destruction and create a world that is fit for God.
0: That is awesome. Elijah, we want to thank you so much for coming on our podcast today. This has been powerful. It's been a dynamic uh, imparting that you've given unto us. I, I believe there's an impartation that has taken place right now in this moment for the anointing to truly create just as God has and to use the wisdom of God and the wisdom of heaven to bring forth what God has placed on the inside of us. Thank you so much.
4: Thank you so much for having me on as well.
0: This is awesome and so when we come back we're actually going to be taking our segment directly into the Carver Renovation Center where we're going to be meeting with our directors both Dr. Eddie Cornegay who's the director of the Rise Prison Ministry as well as the director of the newest arm of the Carver Renovation Center CIC4T as well as Melissa Duff Brown the director of the Illinois SBDC ITC and PTAC at the Joseph Center as well as the director of the Joseph Center Business business development. Stay
3: tuned.
1: From the sweet potato, George Washington Carver created edible products such as flour, breakfast cereal, molasses, and vinegar. Other creations include more than 73 dyes, writing ink, wood fillers, synthetic silk, and shoe polish.
0: So grateful for Dr. George Washington Carver's legacy. These two with me now are no stranger to Money Mondays Melissa Duff Brown and Dr. Eddie Cornegay. Welcome back.
2: Thank you so much for having us.
0: It's a pleasure to have each of you here. And so, can you start by telling us what are some services you offer here in the Carver Innovation Center?
2: Well, one of the things that I want people to think about before they think about services, one of the things Invention and innovation are both available here. So what we are uh, uh, hoping to do and we and we try to do with everyone that comes is to help them make their vision a reality. Mm-hmm. Because what happens is inside of everybody they have an idea. And an idea is just the jumping off point. The vision comes from the heart and then we help them to be able to see it, create it, and move it forward. And there are different types Uh, of technologies and their different types of processes for bringing it home. So some of the technology we have, for example, if you're starting a business and you need to create certain things, you can create a prototype here, you can create signage. We have a laser cutter that will do all kinds of templates, it'll do boxes, it'll do uh, an amazing amount of things. We have a vinyl cutter and also a 3D printer that is engineering quality, so you can make products as well as prototyping. Mm. And when we say we make things possible, I'll just share one <laughs> example before uh, mm-hmm. uh, before we move on. Uh, there was a client that we had that is a jewelry designer. And so she was casting in some materials, but she was ready to create her packaging. Mm. And when she had her box created, that is a digital file. But the company told her she had to buy a minimum of a a thousand boxes, which was $11,000. Now when you're just starting out, she didn't have her website up, she didn't have anything up, Mm -hmm. but the laser cutter that we have here at the Carver Innovation Center, she could take that digital file and make one box at a time. She just had to buy the cardboard, the materials to make the boxes. So what happens, we can help people scale wherever they are.
0: Wow. And so Melissa, in the beginning, you mentioned something about the invention process. How does a person take their invention from idea to manifestation?
2: there are two things that you have to think about first of all. An invention is just an actual product, a service, or a process. Many times people don't think about processes uh, 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 being an invention. Mm -hmm. And then you have innovation. It is not innovation until you've implemented it and Mm -hmm. it is ready for market. And so you have two different things. First, you have to do some research. You have to understand where does your product or your Mm -hmm. idea fit. Does someone already have a patent, or does somebody already have the rights to it? And so you Mm. have to understand that part. Now, once you clear that hurdle, then you're looking at prototyping, and then you're looking at the business side. You've gotta understand the value of your idea. Is, it, is there a business opportunity for it? Can you make it for profit? Is there a market that wants it? And how are you going to adapt it to the market? Mm. Where are you going to bring it in? What is your commercialization process? So if you think about it, first you have to understand, is the idea available? Then you would protect it. Then you work at putting it together, and then you with services from the Carver Innovation Center, we can help you with the patent search. Uh, We can help you move all the way through that process and then bringing in all of our services, uh, uh, be able to help you actually make that product, get it to the market, find funding for it and then launch it.
0: That's awesome. Dr. K, I promise I'm gonna <laughs> get to you, but she, she's on a roll here. And there was one additional thing that you brought up that I want you to just elaborate a little bit more about, which is an invention goes beyond the patent process. And you stated that, how does an inventor pro- protect their intellectual property?
2: Well, it really depends on what type of idea you have. Uh, there are several different types of patents, but there are two patents that most people work with. You have the utility patent, Mm -hmm. and that is about the the function of an idea. Mm. And you have a design patent, which is the ornamental design. Like if you create a different and unique pair of eyeglasses, you would get a design patent, because that covers how it looks. And so sometimes with many things, like if you think about the iPhone, or you think about those things, how it works and the innovation of how it works is a utility patent but how it looks is a design patent Mm. so you have to have that together but sometimes there's so many innovations that have become common you can't necessarily secure them what people must understand about a patent when you secure that you are saying this is how it works and you have a period of time where you get exclusivity and after that it's open to the general public you notice it mostly like with medications first you have it and then you get the generic Mm-hmm. when you get the generic that means that the patent has run out and when you do the patent you have to release the formula if your if your idea or your invention is based on a on a certain formula and that's your competitive advantage you wouldn't protect it with the patent you would t- protect it as a trade secret. That's why nobody knows what those 11 spices are with Kentucky wow. Fried Chicken. Because if you, when you get a patent, you have to explain how it works. Mm. And if you don't wanna do that and keep your competitive advantage, then you have to protect it by other means. And then you have the trademark when you, it is your brand. And this is how I am selling it. Sometimes if you can't get a patent or, and you're going to protect it, then you're going to create a brand around it mm. and you would get a trademark. And for those who are authors or, or artists or, or, or uh, 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 musical artists, then you have the copyright. So books, uh, uh, art. Uh, Song lyrics can be copywritten to protect their rights. You
0: said a mouthful, Melissa (laughs) I got to look even I myself have to take a class so I can make sure I understand the different design (laughs) patent You know, there's so many different things that you've said there and I think that it's very important but Dr. Cornegay the Carver Innovation Center has just recently launched its newest arm, called CIC4T, which is Carver Innovation Center for Technology. Can you talk about how technology is changing the way we look at inventing?
5: Um, well, that's a great question. Uh, right now, we're probably in the a, a halcyon days, uh, the, the apex, really, of, of how technology is impacting every aspect of our lives. Uh, so much so to the point to where Um, it's almost near next to impossible to not be interfacing with technology in some way, shape, form, form, or fashion, whether that's from ordering food, to driving your car, Mm. to even Mm -hmm. thinking about what's your next business model that you're gonna be creating. And so with the Carver Innovation Center for Technology, CIC4T, it's about looking at the other aspects uh, of innovation, starting with the design thinking process, how to ideate. how to take the greatest thing that we know, which is our imaginations, Mm. move them towards, okay, well, now I can innovate with that, and then pushing that towards technology. Technology is nothing more than a tool. Mm. It's it's a modern-day hammer and nail, if you will. Mm. And so one of the things that we're doing is, is getting it so that people understand that technology is not something that's far off. It's not something that is only for people in Silicon Valley or at MIT or down at Georgia Tech. It's just a tool. And so what we do is begin the process of showing people how to engage at a very low level, non-technical, and moving them with their interest towards the more technical aspects of technology. I think right now it's really important for people to understand that owning your tech is very, very important owning your technology, owning the understanding, owning the processes because we're moving into what many might consider a, a no ownership society with technology. Hmm. You might download a a, phone, a a song off of Spotify and you might pay for it, but do you really own it, right? Yeah. <laughs> if they take it off, uh, if they take it off their service, you don't have it anymore. And So we're seeing many, 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 many instances of where the... the Ownership is being made problematic. Mm. And so here at the Carbon Innovation Center, we want to show you that for technology, CIC, CIC 14, (laughs) we want to show you that ownership is something that can happen for you in this new age of innovation and technology.
0: Wow, and you know, even as you're talking, it kind of reminds me of something that Dr. Winston said earlier in our segment, where he was talking about technology in general, and he's like, you know, years ago when we were doing banking, you go to a teller, he's like, now banking is right there on your phone. You can yeah. easily take a picture of a mm-hmm. check, send it in, and it's deposited into your mm-hmm. bank account. And so just thinking about technology overall, I know that web development, can you talk a bit about web development and how creatively it? this is intellectual property?
5: Um, Well, I'll do my best. (laughs) Well, you know, uh, really starting with that point about uh, uh, the ownership piece of it. Mm -hmm. I I think that one of the things that we have to do with regards to if it's around web development is number one, understanding the platform, the the landscape uh, that we look at primarily is Google. Mm. Uh, Google is the preferred site for for programmers, for developers, it's an open source website. They make their resources available to you uh, for free right? All you need is Wi-Fi internet service to be mm. able to go on to Google and, and really unlock all of the kinds of apps that they have for you to be able to develop your concepts. Wow. And so one of the things that we're doing in our Tech Immersion program, which is a new program through RISE, Restoring Inheritance and Stewarding Excellence, is really making technology a, a, table, a, a kitchen table experience. And what I mean by that, if you think about it, you know, how does somebody learn about investing? It's because their mom or their dad was sitting around with the Wall Street Journal and they were asking well, what are you doing? And, and so it's just a common narrative that people have at home, whether that's a radical narrative at the kitchen table or a comical narrative at mm. the kitchen table or a business narrative. So we're making it a kitchen table experience and showing people that really by just a, a, a click, they're just a click away from being able to look at with say something like Google Sites being able to develop a a, a, a a drop and drag website in less than five to ten minutes, hmm. um, of course, and and that's where you start. You know, you, you want to get it out there. You want to get you want to get into the process and then build and develop from there. Um, I my my motto is um, that um, we have to own your code, own your code, uh, uh, the algorithm of your of your of your of your success, own the algorithm of your success, and believe in the code of that Mm. being able to prosper.
0: I like that. It also reminds me, Dr. Winston said too, that the code is almost like the strategy. It's the key that Mm. unlocks the prosperity that comes with the invention. And that kind of segues way into our next conversation or really question about discussing the importance of AI, artificial intelligence, and VR, virtual reality around technology and inventing.
5: Well, there's a lot to be said about that, and I'm nowhere near an expert, but I do know those, those people that are experts, <laughs> so I've aligned myself with them. And they're here for us in the Carver. They're here for us in the Carver Innovation Center for Technology. Mm-hmm. In fact, right now, we have a design thinker and, and hacker, social hacker, that's putting on our class right now, even while we're doing, uh, doing this, uh, this segment. But artificial intelligence isn't something that's way off. It sounds mm-hmm. like it's something mystical and magical and that we are as yet there, so to speak, with regards to AI, but it's already around us. Some examples of AI are, are like Siri or, or uh, uh, Hey Google, uh, any of those things that kind of um, automate um, processes that hmm. would normally be things mm-hmm. that we would do, you know, tactically uh, by ourselves. Mm-hmm. But they, they're already around and they're already being done And so when we think about AI, uh, we have to think about, well, what is it that AI is really doing? It's machine learning, um, and it's moving more into that kind of, what I call ambient kind of space, Mm -hmm. where voice commands, um, facial recognition, um, uh, other things that are are less uh, tactile, allow for machines to be able to do the things that that we would normally take the time to do now. You just set your Mm -hmm. AI up. And then you know you go ahead and cook dinner or whatever, mm. but uh, but that's that's one of those things. And then with VR, which is virtual reality, uh, we have a, a really um, a amazing young man that, that works with us around that with the GRX Immersive Labs and and Glass. And one of the things we're doing in our tech immersion classes, we have a segment on um, uh, VR mm-hmm. where we actually do have the Google the Google Cardboards that that so we have that interactive learning experience uh, with regards of Mm -hmm. what virtual reality gives you the capacity to do. But virtual reality really uh, from my perspective and what I understand about it is around uh, immersive storytelling Mm. and being able to create spaces that don't necessarily exist. You can begin to envision things uh, that be not as though they were using virtual reality to do that. And so um, that's one of the things that we're doing here uh, with CIC4T is introducing that virtual, virtual reality experience. We did have a couple of years ago where we did have the VR here in the space with Alton and his team. Uh, but it's, 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 it's one of those, those technologies that allow people to think creatively um, about how the, to deliver their business. And here's one example from our tech immersion class. We had um, a sister that has a um, essential oils business. And uh, she's using VR now, where uh, she's creating the uh, three sixty VR on um, uh, uh, on her own, right, with a YouTube, mm-hmm. and using the VR and putting a um, it's called I call it smell putting a little a little uh, cloth in the um, nose piece, so that while you're looking at the video. You put the oil on it, and now you smell it, and you get the sensory and the depth mm-hmm. depth of perception mm-hmm. by using the VR, and and you know just sit back and relax and sniff the oils and go into another zone.
0: Wow, mm-hmm. yeah. wow, mm-hmm. and Melissa,
2: yes, I wanted to add that. People have to recognize that these technologies are, as Dr. K said, not really far off. And with artificial intelligence for businesses, it is an excellent customer developer because if you understand who your customer is, Mm. you can sell to them more often. And that machine learning can take a look at the data that comes into your company and help you refine your market, you know who you target and sometimes what happens is things that might take you years to understand about your customers are to- Artificial intelligence can give you that data in a matter of weeks, in a matter of Mm. months, so that you have the ability to pivot. Because in today's society, it is a virtual society, and businesses are going to have to understand how to pivot quickly. Because Mm. even in the innovation process and ideation process, you may start out thinking your customer is one thing, and it's absolutely something else. And even in that ideation process, you're going to have to be able to pivot.
0: Wow, you know what I like what both of you are talking about and I think is a point that I do want to drive home to our audience is the fact that around technology, whether it's in inventing or even in their businesses, is you don't have to necessarily start from the beginning. There's kind of code that's already created where Mm -hmm. you can kind of put pieces Mm -hmm. together and come up with a concept and it's not just about, because I think what happens is it's oftentimes people shy away from technology because they feel as though they're not they don't have the intellectual capacity in order to build as a programmer. Mm-hmm. But what Dr. K has stated and what you stated is they don't have to be the programmer. There's code that already exists. We just need you to bring the idea and let the code do the rest.
5: Mm-hmm. Uh, ab- ab- absolutely. Um, there's so many logic-based programs out there, uh, whether it's Typeform uh, where you wanna you know do surveys or, or Google sites where you wanna develop your, your site or even Zapier. To, be able to connect those two. But what I like about the Google uh, platform is that it's all connected already. Mm. So you can do Google ads, you can do your, 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 mm-hmm. uh, your uh, research, you, you can do your, uh, your um, uh, what, what did I just say? <laughs> uh, you, type you, form. Yeah, 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 type form. You can put it all together right there and puppet the idea. Mm-hmm. Uh, puppet the idea uh, to your particular audience mm-hmm. to see the, the value in what it is mm-hmm. that you're doing and then begin to, to iterate on that mm-hmm. so that you can service your customers. Mm-hmm. And so it's about going ahead and getting to market. When you look at uh, the, the first versions of, of, of like uh, Amazon's website or, or uh, Facebook's website, um, they're hilarious when you look at them, right? But they're probably in their tens, tenth of thousands of iterations. They just continue to service their, their customer base. But where they started, you can tell that they just launched, mm. right? And that idea has, has, has just grown over time. And mm-hmm. they actually are leading with regards to the technology, even the development of languages that allow for more things to happen, That's whether fun. that is going mm-hmm. from JavaScript to Angular mm-hmm. to, you know, to, to React, to be able to develop those things, but they're already out there. Mm. Now, the thing is, is about owning it, and that's one of the things that. And that's one (laughs) of the things that,
2: uh, uh, there are platforms that are available to help you get started, but it's really important that even with uh, websites that you own your own, website, that is your economic engine. And there are some services we're gonna be launching, you know, Mm -hmm. where people will be able to come to Carver and and get that done too, in addition with mock-ups of products and different things like that. Because we wanna be able to be an entire ecosystem to be able to assist people in launching uh, those ideas, launching uh, the code and, and bringing them into a system where the mentorship and the support is available to walk them through that Mm. process.
0: You know, what both of you are talking about, and before we close out this segment is, I think it's so powerful that both of you use the word launch. And you stated, Dr. K, just launch, and it kind of took me back to the story of Luke, where the Bible says that Christ had got into Peter's boat. What's so funny is, is Mm -hmm. at that time, Peter didn't know anything about, Mm -hmm. you know, true. I mean, he was a fisherman, Mm -hmm. but he didn't know anything about this next level. And while we're talking about innovating, Christ was like, hey, I'm gonna show you how to fish on a whole nother level. But you have to be willing to launch. launch. You have
2: to start. You gotta launch. There's all kinds of planning processes. uh, There's business model canvas, there's lean startup. But one of the things that you have to do is take action on your idea to find out if it works Mm. even if you think about the light bulb it took a thousand tries and he found 999 ways not to To do do it 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 wasn't (laughs) a failure it's like okay but if you just keep it in your mind and you never extract it Mm. you don't know if it's going to be profitable you don't know anything about it because you haven't even taken any action. So the sooner that you can get a prototype, whether it's a product, a service, or a process, Mm. to try it on actual customers, Mm. then you can make you can make the adjustments that you need for the idea to become profitable.
0: That's good, and remember there is no idea, product or service that's too <laughs> small. As we're taking it back to the Carver Innovation Center, George Washington Carver started with something as simple as a peanut. We're talking about something that's so small that others probably would bypass or look over to say that it would not produce, but what came forth was over three hundred. Mm-hmm. Products and here in this makerspace, the Carver Innovation mm-hmm. Center, there's opportunity for you to innovate and mm-hmm. be an inventor like never before.
2: And the thing that people have to understand is God before the foundation of the world put everything together for you. Mm. But he gave it to you in seed form. So you have to use your potential and your intuition and your vision to bring it out and manifest that idea. So we all have it and he wouldn't have given you an idea that he didn't give you the resources to deliver. And so we're here to help you birth whatever that is.
5: Mm.
0: So does the Carve Innovation Center offer any workshops to aspiring inventors?
5: Uh, y- yes, uh, I know. <laughs> uh, and one of the things that we're doing um, is we had a social hackathon that we did back in March, mm-hmm. and we're ginning that back up so that we'll have one in our third quarter, mm-hmm. probably August, September, mm-hmm. a two-day powerful event where we just compact uh, uh, technology and technologists. Mm-hmm. You bring your idea, and we're going to ideate over those couple of days, and you're going to come out of it with a clearer understanding mm-hmm. of, of, of how to move forward to, to, to launch your ideas. We're also uh, going to do a version of our Tech Immersion class where we're bringing in that, that kind of a, a Tech Immersion matrix mm-hmm. where you can begin to uh, be more, become more familiar with the understanding of how to leverage technology for innovation. Mm-hmm. And, and take the fear out of tech, mm-hmm. right, and put the, the courage in your imagination. Mm -hmm. And so um, we've got those things coming up and we're looking for a really great lineup of of classes Mm -hmm. coming up this fall.
2: In in addition, we have uh, uh, some classes that are gonna start in June. Uh, Just as we've talked about patent trademark, what is that process like and how do you get started? So we'll have a class that will outline copyrights, trademarks, and patents and help people to actually begin the process and complete applications. We'll also look at designing your brand. When you have everything, Uh, with your product, what is the brand that you're creating and and what is a part of that. So we'll help people to create their brands that might include logos and other kinds of uh, 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 of, of documents and different things that go into that brand. And then also, uh, people can take classes to learn how to use the different uh, 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 technology we have in the center Mm -hmm. so that they can create for themselves. We'll teach them so that they can then just spend time here in their creation process.
0: I love it. You guys are a one-stop shop.
5: (laughs) Yes, I do want to say before I get off that that we have a great uh, opportunity with the Carver Innovation Center's boot camp for technology boot camp which is powered by Bethel School of Technology. Mm -hmm. It's a nine-month program where you can learn full-stack coding or UI UX user user interface or user experience Mm -hmm. or data science. And, and, and so it's a very, very powerful program that's available through the Carver Innovation Center for Technology as well.
0: Awesome. Melissa and Dr. Cornegay, how can people get in contact with the Carver Innovation Center if they'd like more information?
5: They
2: definitely can give us a call at 708-697-6250. And you can also email us at info at com, And I believe you have an info at, at CIC4T.com. C-I-C-4-t.com.
0: Awesome. Well, I want to thank you both for coming on our segment. This has truly been powerful. I'm going to make sure that I begin to start (laughs) innovating (laughs) and ask God for a downpouring for an invention for myself, because after talking to the two of you, there's no idea, of course, that's too small and that with God, all things are possible.
5: Amen. Thank you all
0: for coming.
2: Thank you for having us. I want to thank all of our
0: guests for joining us today on our podcast as we cover the life and legacy of Dr. George Washington Carver, as well as our Carver Innovation Center located here in Forest Park, Illinois. National Inventors Month observed every May celebrates human ingenuity. If it weren't for the creativity of inventors throughout the ages, we'd still be traveling by horseback, riding with quills, and heck, tediously cutting a loaf of bread every morning. That's right, someone came up with the idea of sliced bread, the breakfast staple we all take for granted. Most objects we see around us today are the fruit of inventors who thought outside the box. Here's to the imagination of all our courageous inventors. I'm your host, Jill Thompson, and I look forward to seeing each of you invent and prosper. Have a great day, everyone.